what kind of a monster, what kind of a monster starts an ice cream company and is just that ruthless? Welcome to Content Lacking, a show about second chances and having a chance to redeem yourself. My name is Macklin Zilber, and I'm just having a delightful Sunday morning. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Nathaniel, Thaddeus Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher DePaulo, and my morning's delightful as well. Hi, I'm Evan Crockett, and my morning's questionable. Oh. Evan, I heard you had a story <laughs> for us that was gonna rock our socks right off of our noggins. I heard that. Oh my god! I heard that you had a story so good that my Chromecast on my TV would break if I tried to stream it through it. <laughs> I, I heard you that guys. you had a story so good that it was gonna make me give up my Roku, buy a Chromecast from a questionable character on the street, and download malware onto it. <laughs> <laughs> download malware onto a Chromecast. <laughs> with its massive hard drive that has no ability to resist the malware of today the power <laughs> of the chromecast the macware um okay so yeah i do i do have a story so for for persistent listeners that's that's what i would call our fans mm. you might remember from episode six i told a little i told a little story about uh <laughs> When when I when I brazenly called myself a singer in front of, uh, to to a, a young person working at a at a hair salon, and that was great and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then so I was still kind of riding the high off of that, you mm -hmm. know. I was still riding the high of being a little braggadoche. <clears throat> and last weekend I was out with Rachel, and Rachel's parents <laughs> um rachel is my my wife's name um i was out with with her and her parents and then like we had dinner because because they were visiting from out of town and then we went to an ice cream shop and then at the ice cream shop i did i was doing the exact same thing the, this annoying well i i could see how it would be annoying from somebody else i think you guys don't find it annoying because <laughs> You love me. So, but I was doing the same thing of like, I'm going to get a cookies and cream, and then I'm going to put it in my mouth. Like I was just, you know, doing nothing. And this strange, well, not strange, this, this older woman um, came up to me and just was like, you have a lovely voice. Are you a singer? Oh. And I, and I was like, oh, from before and i had already told a couple of people this story of like this thing that i did with this with this receptionist person and so i was like yes and then she responds with where oh <laughs> and, I, and i like very aggressively and directly she was like where and i and i i yeah i had not thought that through i oh, just was damn. like uh where i i don't know and she was like my son is a singer his name is joseph nagler you go to www.josephnagler.com she was like she's like he sings at our church and he also sings around the area where do you sing and i just was like oh gosh i don't uh 
I just, I, I like to do it. I guess I sing on the internet. You can find, if you search Google, I'm sure you can find something. But okay. it was, let me, I was like, okay, this, this is the lesson learned. If, if somebody asks you if you're a singer and you're not like, <laughs> I don't know, somebody's going to come at if you she about was, this. It would be great if she was like, my son's a singer. His name is Paul Simon. <laughs> or just like completely <laughs> made you feel like crap. Okay, okay. Evan, let's let's rewind. Back. Peter. That's the rewind sound. <clears throat> You're sitting there. Woman comes up. She says, are you a singer? You say, mm-hmm. yes. She says, where? Your response should always be, here now i'm making my oreos in america i'm gonna sing right now and then and then try to and then and then like look at her like like look at her pleading her to join you like wave your hands towards you uh-huh. in a in a in a beckoning gesture while you're singing i'm gonna get that me i'm gonna get it right now and then like clap your hands like she's like this is your concert this is your this is for you this is what i do yeah and then go up to the receptionist of the ice cream shop and say just put your hand out for a few seconds and then when they are like excuse me i'm not sure what you want then say you're you're not gonna pay me your manager hired me to come here and sing for your customers and now you won't have a decency to pay a man for an honest day's work and then you slap the receptionist across the face and then they'll give you some free ice cream damn every uh uh two things that i love violence against strangers (laughs) and also And also that the person working at the ice cream stop is a receptionist. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm here to take your ice cream order today. Uh, hold on one sec. Let me put you on hold for a second. I got an ice cream order on line two. Carl, Carl, yeah, let me get 32 pounds of that sweet, 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 sweet macchiato flavored uh, caramel frost swirl. Um, and uh, hold on, I got... Beep, oh, beep. line three. Uh, yep. Hello. Uh, hi. This is the big boss. How are how are the how are the cream numbers today, Janice? Uh, the cream numbers they're 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 getting better, boss. <laughs> I swear. You know they were down twenty percent last quarter, but uh, we're we're getting close to uh, breaking even oh, on the okay, cream. Okay, but we're making a killing on the walnuts. Okay, Janice, that's enough. Tell tell my wife I'm gonna, I'm going to be home late. Tell her I'm in a business meeting. Also, tell my mistress that I'm going to be meeting her for dinner. Click. Okay, I, I got your I got your wife on line four and your mistress on line five. One second, line four. Beep. Uh, hey, is this boss's wife? Yes, I've been waiting. I've been on hold. I've been waiting for so long. Yeah, I just need to talk to boss. I, I'm so sorry. He's going to be working really, really late tonight. You know the cream numbers what? are all down this period again. How? I'm upset on two levels. I want to make sure that our homestead stays afloat with those cream KPIs staying up. And I also want Boss to come home. How do I get Boss to come home? Oh, I'm so sorry. But you know what? I'll send you a pint of our best Johann Sebastian Boss flavored ice cream named after your husband, Boss. He really sends his love and regrets he can't be there. I, I have to get this on line five. One second. Janice, I thank you so much. Oh. Hey. Uh, hey You've had me on and hold for so long. I, I want to... How's Boss doing? Is he ready for me? 
Oh yeah, he's ready. he's ready for you, all right. He he's bringing the uh, the Hugo Boss flavored ice cream to uh, the Bossa Nova Hotel on Third mm-hmm. and Bossway Street. Oh, I love how consistent that man is with his theming. Okay, well, you tell Boss I'll be ready for him, and if he doesn't show up on time, it'll be his loss. Okay, and Boss wants to let you know that while the cream shares are down here 20%, the cream shares Mm. in his pants are up 5%. (laughs) 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 All right, just a second. I've got to go give this man who slapped me some free ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a god. I want to work for that company. Okay. Wow, that was. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, they have good company. benefits. From from the sound of things, they sound like they're very con- communicationally oriented. Mm. Yeah, so I, I appreciate I, so that. So I guess the 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 topic, if 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 I may, from from my discussion is like, <laughs> what is <laughs> from, from my story? Uh, from my story <laughs> is like, what what is you know. How do you guys measure, like, are we a real podcast? Am I, like, a real musician? Ooh, Am I a real singer? Like, Peter, it. are you a real writer? Oh, you damn. You know, like, how, how do me, you... Instantly made me how, feel how insecure. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the no, thing. Like, I, I, know. I, She made me feel insecure, so I'm making you guys feel insecure as well. Oh. Well, well, in fairness, to solve the last one of those, I mean, Macho Man Randy Savage did call Peter a real author in episode five. So that is a little wow, bit of evidence. Out. It's not proof. Just in case the audience didn't know, we are we are indeed our own biggest fans. <laughs> Con- confirmed. Uh, <clears throat> so it's funny. So uh, MC Mr. Napkins uh, recommended a book about this to me when I emailed him. Well, what's the book? Uh, oh, I don't know. I just was. I just wanted to name drop. One of the greatest underground rappers of our time yeah. told me to read. Um, yeah, so he told me to read a book called Real Artists Have Day Jobs, and I did. I read the book. And um, basically... The- <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm really sorry. Rewind. Yeah. yeah. Is that a real person? Is that a real book? Because <laughs> yes, I never know. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah. Okay, for, good, good question. <laughs> so MC Mr. Napkins, uh, he goes by Zach Sherwin now. Yeah. Everyone should look him up on YouTube, Twitter, wherever people look people up yeah. these days. Zach Sherwin. Yeah. I'll put that on my put that on one of my yeah, tabs. Good thinking. Plug in because he, uh, he's 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 solid. He's a cool guy. He he also did um. So I saw him live uh because he was the guest rapper on a lot of uh epic rap battles of history. You guys remember oh, those? Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, that's where I saw him live. But he also has his own live stuff, and he has his own music. It's like c- kind of comedy, you know, technical rap stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in the email, I was like, "How do you do this full time? Basically, like, how do you how do you have mm-hmm. 
I, I worded it in a kind of a funny way. I forgot specifically, but it was kind of like, are, are you happy doing this? And like, are you supporting yourself? Like, not that blunt, but that was yeah. like the basic idea. And he was like, um, yeah, you, you know, basically he, it, it's, it's how he pays the bills now and um, he's doing what he loves. And then he sent this recommendation for the book. And the book, it's pretty good. It's like, if you need that, if you have well, What's that, the book called again? Real Real Artists Have Day Jobs? Real Artists Have Day Jobs. And it's actually a okay. series of essays. Um, I, it might have been a blog before. I don't know. Um, but it's a series of essays that are kind of like things that this person had had felt. And one of them was that, you know, that insecurity of like, oh, are you a real artist? Are you a real writer? Um and yeah. I mean, you know, like the take home of this book, if I had to summarize it was real artist. Are, are you a real artist um, if you have a day job? Her answer is yes, 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 yes. Uh, so and and yeah, if you it's good, though, because it's it's like a smart. Yes, it's not. You know, I'm kind of talking shit about her now, but uh, it's like a it's like a it's not a shame to not be doing your art full time. Every real artist didn't start full time doing their thing. Yeah yeah um yeah and it's like oh are you a real artist are you making art yeah then you're congratulations <laughs> yeah i guess that that was the thing that bothered me about it was just the the like quantification of my son has this website where's your website my son goes to this place and sings like that's a real thing and so i just was like oh i don't know i i i, I do it I know this is so cliche, is so hacky, but like I do everything, f at least right now, I do it for me because nobody is paying me to do right. this right now. For you, for so you like, and, why... and Instagram, of course. It's all for the gram. Yeah, it's all for the, yeah. There are definitely many things that I do for the gram. Sorry, Macklin, you were going to say something. Yeah, I guess my view on the realness of things, uh, whether it's, you know, are you a real artist? Are you a real writer? Um, I can only draw on my experience from what I am an expert in, which is political consulting. And in that field, you know, the difference between really informed and <laughs> the difference between really informed dilettantes, like amateurs who just are really junkies and professionals is there's no bright red line. I mean, there are things that professionals are more likely to know than amateurs, but it's not like it's not like chess or tennis where the professional is going to beat the amateur 100 times out of 100 and there is no uh -huh. margin for error. It's, you know, something where there oh, is real insight that smart amateurs and smart dilettantes can provide. And I think that arts can be a little bit different because it is a little bit like chess or tennis in the sense that it is a craft that you hone. But at the same time, I do think that when you come to something like uh, podcasts or writing where it's, you know, fundamentally, you know, a certain expression of yourself and your ideas, I think that, you know, you can't rule out this a great idea or a great thing coming from any sphere or any individual. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, art is weird like that because, you know, there's some some people who, like an Alan Rickman who didn't get his first movie gig until he was like 42 or something like that. I, I could be wrong. We'll have our fact checker, uh, 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 Mikhail. Yeah, Terry, Terry um, Mikhail, can you please get on that? Yeah, please, thank <laughs> you. Um, like, like him is, Alan Rickman didn't, didn't do a gig until he was 42 and then like, you know, Asa Butterfield, 
like any of these child actors, and then they're just all of a sudden they're a child actor because their headshot got picked out or something, and then they're going to have a career for the rest of their lives. But it's like neither one of those people is more valid than than the other. It's just it happened at a different time for for them. The only thing you have control over, I think, is like exposure. You're about to time. Oh boy. <laughs> art edition. Wow. Ooh, art edition. Ooh, art edition. Okay. Okay. Today's story time. Rather than um a random suggestion from the internet, I am going to Google art stuff on my phone. <laughs> And the okay. first thing that this Google uh, responds with is art supplies, uh, which is, the, I think, really the most important part of art is the, is the supplies. <laughs> That's really what makes you a professional artist is the, <laughs> what kind of art supplies you got, yeah. you know? So do you got a brush? Do you got a toothpick? Do you just have a toothpick, you man? Uh, <laughs> You're messing up. Okay, no, let's not You're do that. Up, teacup. Let's do uh, Let's do artstuff.net. Um and also art supplies. Apparently, there's a really big market for art supplies. Okay, uh, well, it's funny. There's it's telling. There's a lot of uh, lazy artists, lazy visual artists out there. There's like, I don't know what paint is called. Can you just okay? I got a better one. Art I got a be better one. Plays greatest. Okay, I got a I got a better one. Greatest artist of all time. Uh, wait, ready? Are you ready? Greatest artist, little known. Fact. Okay, here we go. Come on. Weird personal quirks of historical artists. And these are going to be our suggestions for story time today. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I love it. So, Macklin. Weird quirks. What is it? Weird personality quirks of well-known artists. Yes. And uh, so, so I'm okay. I'm gonna say these things. Evan, uh, do you wanna do you wanna get on uh, the the old timer for the first one? Yeah, the old timer. The old timer. Get in the old timer. Get off of me. No, I like it. It's warm in here, Gerald. No, get out of me. Oh, I can't say your name anymore because I've been inside of you. That's the rules of this podcast. Oh. Okay. What's my new name? Derek. All right. Okay. All right, Derek. I'm inside of you. All right. Get inside okay. of Derek. Okay, so uh, for any new listeners out there, the way story time works is uh, each person <laughs> gets a topic or a suggestion. They tell a one-minute story under extremely high pressure uh, in order to try to weave a narrative greater than a Pulitzer Prize-winning narrative. Uh, so here we are. Are you, are you ready? Is the old one ready? Man, yes. Well, and one other uh, rule we should mention is uh, so – at a, after every episode, we submit each of these stories for the uh, the Man Booker Prize. Uh, we haven't won one yet, but eventually one of yeah. us is going to you yeah. know, win some kind of literary award. Yeah, we got a numbers game. It's a numbers yeah. game. It's a shotgun approach. Yeah, you put, you put enough monkeys in a room and they'll eventually they'll bleed. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and really sad. Um. I'm ready. I've just been waiting here this whole time. Okay. Macklin, your suggestion is a fact about my, Mr. Picasso, and this is the fact. Is the time ready? Okay, here we go. Picasso I'm ready. carried around a gun for people who annoyed him. 
My story is titled Anger Gun. Um, A-N-G-E-R space G-U-N. Um, so Pablo Picasso was walking down the street one day in beautiful Paris, France, which you should all visit if you get the chance, which you won't because you're not Pablo Picasso. One day, Degas, who may or may not have been a contemporary of Picasso's, bumped into Picasso on the street, knocking all of Picasso's cans of paint to the ground, and they splattered everywhere. Pablo Picasso, enraged, reached into one of the cans of paint and pulled out a perfectly green gun, abstractly curved in every way, in a way that seemed anatomically impossible for a gun. He held out the gun and handed it to Degas, and Degas said, you want me to have this? And Picasso said, yeah, you're annoying me. This is true art. And he gave Degas the gun, and Degas used it and shot Vincent Van Gogh in the ear. The end. (laughs) All right. Wow. Very good. Um, Oh, my God. um, Okay. Did you guys know how knowledgeable Macklin was yeah that was artists. that was more impressive than anything else um yeah that was uh, okay well, I, yeah uh, so Evan I, I have I have wow. I have one for you but first I want to yeah, I'm, I'm I want to tell you some I'm nominating you Macklin for a pre-win by the way for this so here's the thing <laughs> everything's a contest Evan, Evan here's some of the eliminated ones which is uh you guys know Jackson Pollock was the guy who did splatter paint right no like the, yeah, the yeah, splatter yeah. painter okay yeah this this Weird, a little-known fact was Jackson Pollock was a troublemaker. I'm like, <laughs> that's the little-known fact. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> um, Spl- right. Splatter paint is the name of uh, what sounds like Noah Baumbach's next movie. Uh, oh, Crashed and burned. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I don't know who that is. The, Noah Baumbach. The other one is he did like. Bottle Rocket, and you know he's like kind of like a Wes Anderson esque director. Yeah. Married to Greta Herwig. What? <laughs> oh, Greta Herwig. She did the. Um, this is this is exposing. Even though Evan studied acting in college, he doesn't know anything about <laughs> art, and he speaks of himself in the third person. He does. He's a beautiful. He, he boy. is a beautiful boy. He is. Uh, he sings, Claude, but he doesn't know where he sings. Claude Monet was a doodler, which is not too surprising for you know professional painter that they like to doodle. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I have two really good. No, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with this one. It's real simple. It's elegant. It's beautiful, and you're gonna love it. Um. um okay, so here it is. Uh, Macklin, are you on timer? Are you ready to go? Yep. Okay. Ready to oh, go. You've got a timer too. Okay. Okay. Evan. No, no, you're in me, huh? How many men are going to be in me today? I didn't prepare for this. Oh, I should have done yoga. Okay. Okay. Your random fact about a great painter, artist is Michelangelo never bathed. N- never? Wow! Oh God! Okay. I, I feel like um, I learned something. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm I'm ready. Well, I'm not. All right. But... <laughs> Technically, the timer is supposed to be going already, Evan. Oh, it's already going. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, we're we'll we'll start. start. We're start. Michael. Three. Michelangelo. Two. Michelangelo and the never-ending waters. 
There was a man. He was an art man, and he knew the human form. He knew it inside, and he knew it outside. He only knew it because what he would do, not a lot of people know this, but about Michelangelo, he was a very, very fast runner. Back then, statues never existed. So what he would do is he would run, he would run, he would get all dirty, he would roll around in the dust, <laughs> the dust of Africa, and he would, and then he would very quickly generate a lot of steam, and then he would run really fast and create an afterimage of himself, look back at the, at the outline of the human form, the dust, and then he would... And he had a photographic memory, too. And he would look at that, and then he would know exactly what the human form he was going to sculpt was like. All right, the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that he was, Michelangelo was kind of like the Flash. It's like, I can run yeah, so fast. Exactly. <laughs> I can create an after image. Oh, <laughs> there was a man. Was he was an art man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. A man <laughs> who knew the human form. Yeah. Did you guys know that Michelangelo had superpowers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's... He, I didn't. Uh, Michelangelo is actually the Flash who ran back in time, but he couldn't figure out a way back, so he just started painting. Well, I mean, oh. he has superpowers. So are we all living inside of Michelangelo's Flashpoint paradox? Mm -hmm. That's a Dude. reference for the true nerds out there. Shoutouts. Um, so I have a serious question, speaking of Michelangelo and powers, before we get to uh, Peter's uh, prompt. is So Michelangelo obviously was also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Did the uh, TMNTs, did they have superpowers, or were they just turtles who knew, like, ninjutsu? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, being a, being a turtle humanoid is pretty super, isn't it? <laughs> that is true. I mean, that's it's pretty super, but it's like, were they as strong as, you know, a normal superhero, or were they just like well, human-level strength? I actually have an answer for you on this, and it, and you guys might not believe me. Have either of you guys heard of the video game series called Injustice? It's nah, like a fighting game franchise. Mm-hmm. So, they... they and it's uh, it's a fighting game franchise with all of the DC superheroes in it. So it's got like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, you know, all those all those people. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are guest characters in Injustice Two. Oh, so <sighs> so the fact that they're in the same game means that, and they can like ostensibly those characters can beat each other means that Michelangelo <laughs> is just as strong as Superman. Yeah, Hashtag well, confirmed. guess what? Guess what? Guess what? DC and their power levels need an, a PhD in economics to go sort out. You clearly have not watched, you have not either watched a playthrough or played through Injustice 1 because uh. they address the issue of, you know, the Joker and Superman and how could those two fight, okay, because he's like the son of Krypton and the Joker is just a normal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a knife. He's got a knife, though, and he uses it. And he's not a he's got, to use it. He's got a crazy a knife, knife versus Superman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's, Superman. That's what, a, what if it's a knife made of uh, Kryptonium or whatever? Yeah. Well, there. there okay. okay. Do you really want? No, do you really no, want me to explain no, it? No. 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 I don't, I don't want to. Ex I don't want this to God. turn into the podcast where Evan explains video games to no. <laughs> Peter and Macklin. <laughs>
Hello, it's ja boy, uh, Peter DePaulo. This voice that you hear on the podcast, as you hopefully know by now, um, if it's your first time tuning in, thanks very much. If it's your seventh time tuning in, double thank you times seven. Um, so just had a couple of things to tell you, which you've probably heard before. Number one, we've got ourselves a Gmail account. That is contentlacking at gmail.com. Send stuff in. Um, we've gotten very few emails, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense uh, since uh, we just started announcing it. And I'm behind on editing, so my apologies for being behind. Um, but yeah, send in your stuff, and we'll talk about it on a new segment of our show if we get something interesting. Um, the other thing is to look out a couple of episodes down for the sandwich episode. That's going to be episode 10. We're getting ready to record that bad boy and it's going to knock your socks off. Uh, don't think twice about listening to that episode. Um, lastly, we had a lot of technical difficulties this, uh, episode. So I, uh, if you're listening to this part, uh, you might be uh, intrigued to know I put a little snippet of some of our, one of our false starts, uh, of which there were, I think, three, at the very end of this episode, just, you know, for our Patreon bronze, to throw something to you guys, pre-Patreon supporters. Um, and uh, that's it. Other than that, I really, 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 really want to thank you for listening to this. It means a lot, um, especially since we've gotten some positive feedback from people uh, out in the world that have heard the podcast and enjoyed it. Um, if you like it, tell people about it, please, because that's all we've got. We have nothing else. We're penniless, impoverished poppers, uh, proffering proverbs to the people. So just go ahead and drop us a little, a little, uh, recommend to a friend and enjoy the rest of this episode. Um, sorry again, I'm behind on editing. I love you so much. Bye-bye. I've got a prompt for you, Peter. Um, so uh, oh, you this, is from a different, this is from a different website. I sent them uh, in a says, Skype chat, Evan. Yeah, but this one's better. I don't see uh, it. Uh, okay. This is no, no what? <laughs> Gustav Klimt also liked cats. Not only was his studio overrun with them, but he believed their urine helped preserve his ornate works of art. I didn't hear the name. Three, it cut out. No, 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 two. wait. I didn't hear his name. <laughs> okay. Gu- Gustav Klimt. Gustav Klimt. What did he do? Was he a painter? It doesn't matter. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. The story of this title is Klimt in Seattle. <clears throat> Hello? Oh, yeah. I'm late on rent again. Okay. Ah, dang. It's okay, Fluff Whiskers. That was the rent lord, otherwise known as a landlord. And he told me I'm late on rent as I just established. I'm just so upset. None of these paintings are selling. I really need something to get these paintings out the door. Fluff Whiskers, what are you doing? No, not on my favorite painting. Oh, but that smell. That lovely, potent smell. What is, what is the height of art but the smell of cat piss? 
All right, I'm going down to the local farmer's market. I'm going to set this up. Two days later. Hello, rent lord. I have my rent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Mr. Boss, we've got a call for you on line six. It's the rent lord. Yeah, go go ahead and put him through. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, just everybody. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's Rent Lord. I need your rent. Yeah, yeah. Look. Boss? Look, our cream numbers are down. Da- I'm not going to lie to you, Morty. I'm not going to lie to you, Morty. Our cream numbers are down right yeah. now. You know this. I do know it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I need the rent. Oh, you shrewd rent business man. Oh, you want to play hardball. You want to play hardball, Morty. Yeah, yeah I pl- I'll give you a hardball. I'll give you a hardball. You're a tough to guy business. over the phone. Businessman to business. Oh, tough man. guy over the phone. Yeah? Tough guy over you the phone. Businessman to business. Your cream numbers are down? Yeah, I want to play. Let's play. Let's play a little blah, blah, blah. Morty. M- Mr. Boss, I'm... Yeah. Mr. Boss, I'm yeah. so sorry, but your wife is about to barge into your oh, office no, right no, no. now. Janice, you gotta stop her. You gotta stop her. This is an important call. Janice! Boss! God boss, damn I'm it. here. Morty, just hold up a second. I yeah, came... Yeah. Ter- I can't wait oh, much hold longer. Up, hold, hold up, boss, hold up Morty. Here. Yeah, Therese. I've gotta play hardball. Boss, I can't. Therese, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Anymore. I don't know that I can do this Baby, anymore. we can do this, we can do How this, baby. How long are you going to keep me waiting no, here? Morty, Morty, it's okay, okay, it's okay. Well, I got the money for you, I got the money for you one month. I just Therese, don't. I'm look. just going to take all of these delicate instruments Therese, that you have please, in your bookcases, and I'm going to throw them on the floor. Therese, no, stop. You're breaking all the things in my office. Therese. It sounds like you're losing a lot of valuable objects from your precious office. Morty, like that I don't scene from Harry Potter. That's exactly what it's like. It's like I'm crashing Dumbledore's office. Therese, how can you hear Morty? He's not on speakerphone. It's it's on speakerphone. Why'd you put me on speakerphone when we're on? I'm trying to get rent from this boy. Are you trying to get rent from this boy? I've been trying to get love from this boy for the last 28 years. Yeah, you guys just go ahead. You guys just hash this out. Therese, just go ahead. Yeah, you guys just talk to each other for a while. Just go ahead. Sounds like you... Do you know what? Why don't you shut the shut the front door right a little bit there, boss man? The little lady and I, we got some things to talk about. Hey, Cherise, why don't you come on up to the fortieth floor and I'll show you what a real man plays ball like? That sounds wonderful. Click 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 click. All right, that's rent. You heard Morty? That's rent. That's his binding contract. My wife is rent. That that's it. That pays the rent. That pays the bills. All right, we're good. We're good for now, but I'm gonna come back later. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go put on some cologne. I haven't showered in three weeks. Goodbye. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks, Morty. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. Late in his life, Gustav Klimt, renowned Austrian symbolist and Art Nouveau painter, opened up an ice cream shop, which eventually fell upon financial hard times. And that's the full circle. <laughs> we brought it all the way back. Back to the old school, because we're old fools who is so cool, Morty. Oh, man. I don't even know. Where do we go from there? Only up. <laughs> Nowhere but up. Well, <laughs> only up. Moving on. Well, on. I just. So I was just uh, 
swirling through uh, Twitter because, uh, you know, I don't care, care about you guys. And I saw this <laughs> ad that I didn't at all screenshot prior to this episode, and I genuinely just came across just now, uh, from a little iPhone game called Guns of Glory. And uh, <laughs> what fascinates me about this ad is that, so it says, get fired today because I played this game during work, space, exclamation mark. Um and there's a few things about this. One is that it's Guns of Glory pretending to be a person but not having the dignity to, like, create a fake account. It's just Guns <laughs> of Glory. is like, get fired today. And two is that some intern or associate in an ad copy department decided to deliberately put a typo in their ad copy so that, like, it looked more relatable. I mean... Are we going to see more of that type of ad going forward? Wait, wait, wait. I think that's a dubious claim. You think that it was completely on purpose? Yeah, oh, you yeah. You thought it was on purpose? Yeah, I think get fired today because lowercase I played this game during work, space exclamation mark. I mean, <laughs> Guns of Glory, I assume, is a popular iPhone game that probably has a, you know, marketing I don't know. Is it? Firm and stuff. I'm, I'm looking at... I'm looking at you, Peter. No, I I have known nothing about this, and I'm gonna make a strong stance and say Guns of Glory is not a popular anime <laughs> game. But who knows <laughs> well, if any of these games now. are popular? Like they all have every every one of these things in the App Store, like uh, whether it's iOS or whether it's on the Android App Store, it's always like yeah, two million downloads. But like, who's actually playing them? I don't know. Uh, two million I people do, that I don't know. Well, I didn't even realize actually, Macklin, when you when you shared that ad, I didn't realize what was going on. I was like, "Is he? Are you like making a joke about the art that was in it?" Like, I I legitimately <laughs> felt like an old man because I was sitting there like, "What's he talking about? What's the problem with the ad?" You know, I don't know what. And then I and then I read it. Got got fired today because I played this game during work. You no, know, this is one get of those, fired today. Well, this is one of those uh, cases where yeah, sorry, uh, get fired today. One of those rare cases where the spinoff was actually more successful than the original game, which was uh, Guns of Glory Picasso Edition. You know, ba <laughs> based on the little known fact uh, that Picasso had a gun for people who annoyed him. P Peter, uh, you know what your uh, uh, weird cute. facts about artists article missed out that this other weird facts about artists article captures is that apparently Picasso's gun for people who annoyed him was filled with blanks, oh. which is pretty freaking epic. He'd fire when he oh, found really? someone boring or they dared to insult Cezanne. Wow. Is that legal? I oh mean, imagine, God. like, you think that Pablo oh, Picasso geez. has just murdered you because you were like, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, Cezanne's brushwork. <laughs> and then you look down and there's no hole in your chest. But you're still covered with freaking gun smoke and powder because the blanks don't do nothing. <laughs> I think I think blanks, well, I don't know. I've never been, uh, luckily, I've never been shot with a blank. But I think it, doesn't it still hurt? No. Because it's still like the gunpowder and... Stuff. If you're close, you will be shot with flames, but it only goes like a couple of feet out of the barrel of the gun. <laughs> it's an explosion. If you're close, you'll be shot with flames. <laughs> yeah, but well, so and there's no gunpowder. There's no, and it's not a flame. It's like a pop cap. It's it's just uh, okay. Hey, here, little. Oh, it's just a really big little pop known cap. fact about Peter has a deep knowledge of of uh, guns and gun casings. This is not a, this is not a lie. Uh, so the okay oh, anatomy wow. of a bullet okay there's three three p portions of a bullet there's a primer which is a little 
pop cap that goes in the bottom of it. There's the shell casing, and then there's the bullet itself, right? So that all together is called a cartridge. The bullet is just a piece of metal in the top. Inside of the cartridge case is gunpowder. None of that stuff's there. All that stuff is 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 gone. Oh, whoa. Sorry, I had a little freak So out. it only has the primer. That's correct. It's a pop cap. Because Peter was an art man yeah. who knew oh. the anatomy of a That's bullet. Right. It's my art. My art is... Uh, the art man... Did you ever watch that show? There was like some show on Discovery that like these these people would make these crazy guns. It was like West Coast Choppers, <laughs> but for guns. I wish they would have had Pimp My Gun, where Exhibit had a version of it where they come in and they're like, "Hey, your gun." <laughs> this was exactly what that's like. We put a TV. We know you like laundry, so we put a laundry machine in your gun. <laughs> Which I guess is probably safer than a gun in your laundry machine where it's just like <laughs> rattling all around. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, so going back to, to Macklin's uh, comment about this, this game that encourages people to get fired from mm. work. Do you think that this is like a signifier that everybody's job is going to become automated oh, and none of us shit. will have jobs yeah. anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, like, I, I think, everybody's just like you know what just get fired playing this mobile app because we're not gonna all have jobs within five years anyways yeah i saw someone writing along those lines they were referring to video games as an emotional universal basic income that basically the existence of relatively affordable video games created a floor of like levels of entertainment available to people in the world um which is you know there's a but certain the, the level of sorry go ahead there's a certain truth to that, though I guess there's the question of, like, entertainment versus, like, diminishing returns and fulfillment and all that type of stuff. Well, I, I just, I have this, I, I have feelings about mobile games because I, I commute. Like I have a long commute. I have like an hour, an hour long commute. I'm on a train. I bring my switch because I, I play, you know, I play video games <laughs> and then I look over at other people who are on their mobile games and I'm playing but because I have a switch I'm playing like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or I'm playing like a Stardew Valley or I'm playing Mario like yeah. I'm playing games that have like a distinctive beginning middle and end and there's like experiences and there are people to to interact with and like hear a story from it's you know for for however much some people want to judge video games like there is narrative uh uh, uh this episode is brought these, to you by Nintendo. Nintendo makes the best <laughs> games on the market, and if they don't sponsor us, we're going to let it slip that Breath of the Wild was actually about killing racism. Killing racism. <laughs> <laughs> killing botulism. Um, so anyway, whatever. I, I that's my feelings on it. And then I look over at the people sitting next to me that are on their mobile their mobile phones. And I've heard this argument before from people that are like, hey, mobile phones are great because now everybody's a gamer. Like, everybody plays games. But I look over and there's literally a person playing fucking Jack, like a, a, a slot <laughs> oh, machine. Yeah, jack. Like a slot machine oh, right, right. on their... Somebody's just sitting yeah. there jacking off. And I'm like, that's not a mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> that's just pornography. Um, that's not mobile I, game. You know, but literally games. just playing a slot machine, literally just going like click, and then the three things roll down, and then like click, 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 and like that's all that person is doing. 
that's yeah. so not the experience that I'm having where I'm trying to where I'm starting a new farm in Stardew Valley and now my name is Savannah and I'm this I'm this wonderful um, Iraqi heritage person like this is all the story that I've made up in my mind and I'm courting Shane but like I'm kind of I have mixed feelings about Shane yeah. because Shane's an alcoholic oh but like damn anyway so like there's there's this whole thing that I have going on and I'm better than this person what's the last playing, uh, what's the, the last uh, present that you gave Shane real quick yeah I always give him pizza just every time does he love I always pizza? give yeah, I, okay, so here's the thing. So with Stardew Valley, you know, you go to the bar, and that's like a really good way to increase friendship levels with a lot of the town members because they're all there. Friendship levels are buy, Thank you. Uh, and you can buy... <laughs> And you can buy them all beer because that's kind of like, you know, a, a neighborhood neighborly thing, right? But with Shane, I even though it is one of his favorite items, like he'll he'll throw out heart. He'll be like, Oh, I love this. If you that's what Shane sounds Shane sounds like Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> I love these. Lucy has a splain to Um I always I always buy him buy I always buy that little digital character pizza. Hmm. Even though it costs me more, like I just I don't know I I can't I can't stand to like enable his alcoholism and then when I and then when I say it out loud I'm like it's a goddamn video game yeah. character no it's it's but it does a number on you but it's real yeah so anyway I'm just saying like that's that's the level of connection that I have with some of these characters in like in these dedicated games and then I when I look at people playing fucking slots or playing like tap mania just tap the screen as much as you can and you'll get a bigger boulder i'm i don't know that's a big disconnect yeah well i mean first of all i think that you know your love for shane i think that's what the movie her is about but um i i do agree with you like even though i'm not a uh, video game player um like i hardly play any games ever i mean i do think there's different levels of engagement um but i guess the question is you know are, is that just the moment of the day that these people are choosing to turn their brains off? Like, for example, there are certain TV shows, I think, that we all have that are, like, good, high-quality, like, prestige television. And then there's other TV shows, at least for me, that I watch when I just want to turn my brain off. And I'm like, okay, I'm at the gym. I'm going to watch this, yeah. like, really simple anime that I don't have to think while I watch. And not, I oh, think yeah, that sure. that's, you know, mobile games can be the equivalent of that. I mean, in the same way that, you know, some of these addictive Facebook games are the equivalent of that. It's less of, like, a substitute yeah, yeah. and more like, this is for that part of life. So, right. you know, there's an interesting thing here, which is, uh, I was thinking about it. It's really good that the barrier to entry to create a mobile game is really low. It's all you need is some computer and the ability to uh -huh. upload your game and get it approved on uh, whatever marketplace you're putting it on. Uh, but at the same time, that means that the market can be flooded by low-end players and also people who can sure. buy the market by basically creating a game that they know one mechanic is addictive because it's built off of a of a slot machine, which we already know is addictive, right? It's instant gratification. Yeah. And so they can, they're like, the, those players can maybe muddle, muddle up the market, right? Like, I don't think a slots uh, game on Xbox One would do so well, uh, but on mobile it could. And so, yeah, I think, uh, and just like those mm. TV shows, like, some are really, really bingeable and others are not. Like, Handmaid's Tale is a great uh you know great uh 
show, but it's not for me at least that bingeable because they're really long and they're re- it's like pretty not like a mm. happy show. I don't know if you guys have seen that show. Yeah, it's heavy. Heavy shot. But yeah. Yeah. Oh. I I tend to like with heavy shows. Yeah, I, I think I think I agree with with both of your points. Like they're they're and I'm I'm no I'm not immune to it. There's mobile games that I that I play on here. And like there's one that's like Brick Breaker where like all you do is you just decide where the where the ball is going to go and if it might break gun off bricks. And I'll definitely just have that on if I'm just like, okay, I, I feel like I just want to unwind with, 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 well, I'm not even consciously aware of like, okay, this is my game that I'm playing when I'm just wanting to unwind. It's just like, sometimes my, my lizard brain just needs like a repetitive thing to do. Um, but yeah, I, I intentionally don't like Rachel and I both, um, intentionally don't, um, watch shows that are like like we watched a show called Bosch on Amazon Prime which is like a it's it's like a crime like an LA crime detective boy and and the episodes get really heavy and they're like yeah they're like an hour long we're not gonna sit and watch five episodes of Bosch in a row I'm sorry we're just like it's just too much but we might watch three episodes of Seinfeld in a row hmm I don't know that at least that's that's where that's where we're at um in terms of like heavy content like I just, I can't do it for that for that long like I've actually noticed that even in even in games if I'm playing like a game that's I'm really invested in if I'm playing it for longer than like two hours I'm or even like an hour and a half I'm like oh I have to like take a break for the day <laughs> like I can't I I just can't commit to like nine hour long binges mm-hmm. of kingdom hearts like i used yeah. to be able to yeah <laughs> yeah well um well i think it's i think it's time that we should we should ask one of the questions yeah and this yeah, time so nope i get to pick y'all get to pick every other time well, but before we get into that i want to explain for maybe new viewers or listeners every episode we uh, pick one of the 36 questions that are supposed to help people fall in love that are clinically proven and we answer them with the three of each other so uh each episode we 136th or 137th get just a little bit closer all right peter um, do you have a question that you yeah. want yeah so i actually had a couple of um you know what i want to do see y'all this was a serious episode so i want to end it with a funny question uh yeah, um yeah. and it. i think a pretty good one is this a serious this episode? This was a serious episode. Let us know in yeah. the comments. Is, it, is this a serious episode? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. This was serious for Boss, whose wife left him, and like now he like still is well, in deep with the Rent in all, Lord. In all fairness, Boss gave away his wife as rent. He's like, that's rent. <laughs> yeah, Boss is a real scumbag. Like, I want to make it clear yeah, that, who? I mean, I personally don't condone do Boss's actions. What kind of a monster, kind of a boss. monster starts an ice cream company and is just that ruthless? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, quick quick side note on that. I know we're not going to get off track, but, um, and this is actually not funny, I'm realizing it's just really sad, but the founder of Thinkberry, oh. one of the big Froyo companies in Los Angeles, went to jail for just <laughs> arbitrarily beating up a homeless man. So, like, it does show that, like, some what? people who start ice cream companies are, I guess, that terrible people. Oh, my God. 
Oh yeah. my he just God. beat up a homeless man. He just he just oh, did yeah, just like out a of the blue, Mister Robot situation. Mister yeah. Robot, that's what I was thinking. That's real. What? Oh yeah. my God! Yikes! Holy well, it's not moly. real life. It's a, that's another TV show, Peter. It's not. Did you think it was a documentary? I know sometimes you get. Confused. I thought Mister Robot was real. Now it apparently was. It was about Pinkberry this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Ask ask your question, Peter. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Um, Evan, yeah, you can kick this one off. Okay. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. <laughs> an embarrassing moment in my life? Yeah, a nice juicy, a nice big oh juicy God, embarrassing moment. <laughs> there's so many. Um, good Lord. What do I choose from? An embarrassing moment. So, so I'm. We only have to share one because I'm sharing it with both of you at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, that would be all right, Peter. Here's my embarrassing moment for you. <laughs> Macklin is my embarrassing moment for you. Um. Oh man. I like don't even know where to where to go. Embarrassing moment in my life. Um. There was a time when I had been blind couldn't see the sign at the time mm. years would go by no sorry that's not a popular song um oh man i'm having a really hard time with answering this i mean you shared two in the last two episodes i you have to <laughs> i know <laughs> i know wait uh, what's embarrassing what's embarrassing about calling myself a singer peter no it was it was embarrassing it was the fact that you slapped How the receptionist yeah it was when you slapped How the receptionist you? That was that was well. I was I was asserting my needs. Um, embarrassing moment. There was a there was. Oh man, I just had one. Um, I don't know, man. I get embarrassed a lot because I'm like, I'm kind of, I don't think things through all the time, <laughs> and there was there was once where like, R- Rachel and I. We were gonna go somewhere, and I no, that's not really a good story. <laughs> okay, well, Max, do you want to go first? <laughs> <I'm> really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, so, if somebody else can think of one, okay, I've got one. Me, I'm really, I've got one too. I'm really having a hard time. Yeah, right. Evan, you uh, get you get a break. So, you get a pass. You come back around. We'll come back around to you. Okay, sorry, sorry, listeners. Yeah, so um, this was last fall, um, and uh, it was shortly after uh, Carrie Fisher's death. Um, and, uh, which is how I mark time, you know, but, um, and, uh, so I, I was having a conversation with a group of people who I hadn't seen for a while in which I was saying like, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, this Carrie Fisher thing is like bringing mental health issues into the light. I think that's really important, but I'm really surprised. Cause like, I just honestly didn't think there were like any Carrie Fisher fans out there. Like, I mean, I'm really shocked at the fact that my Facebook newsfeed is just being flooded by the stuff. I didn't think that like there were really any people who like, you know, followed her prior to this. And maybe it's like her death being in the news is what's causing this. Um, It was around the holidays, if you recall. And uh, a friend who hadn't seen for a while proceeds to give me a gift, which is a hand painted Princess Leia painting that she drew for us at the table. Each of us got these hand painted Princess Leias. And it was immediately after I had just gone on this monologue about how I didn't think that there were any Carrie Fisher fans out there. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so so wait a minute. 
Did you I didn't know. know? I honestly, like, did not realize <gasps> that that was, like, you know, a big, you know, person that people oh. were fans of. Dang, dude. Princess Leia. Yeah. That gets... That gets one of oh, these. Oh, he dabbed. He did dab. Hero dab. We have that a hero gets an dab. dab. Um, we'll, uh, yeah, our Patreon, our Patreon yeah, gold supporters will get a tutorial wow. on how to hero dab. You could get the visual. <laughs> yeah. A step You'll get by a step, step hero step dab. Well, on it's a in hero the dab. codex. Wow. Um, yeah, that's cringe. That's cringe. Right? Okay. That's good. That's a great. Okay. That's but a great story. That's good because that that's the same feel of this story from a long, long time ago when I was in eighth grade. <sighs> oh boy, I'm getting I'm getting heat flashes just thinking about how cringeworthy this story is. I carry it with me still. So, I had a crush on this girl whose name is Panda. Panda girl. <laughs> is that what that OT Genesis song was about? Yeah, he met her. It was about her. Yeah. So Panda. I'll just call her Panda. Um, her rhyme. Her name does rhyme with Panda, so this is why. It's so it's really bad. Anyways, uh, I <laughs> oh, I was lucky enough, lucky eighth grader, uh, to have a math class with her, and we had a seating chart, and I was seated in the back next to her, and so I was like, oh my crush, I'm right by my crush. Oh, that's the best when you're in oh, eighth grade. Right. And I oh. was like, I was like crushing on her hard. Dude. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> she was a fan of Phantom of the Opera. And we had at the end of class like 20 minutes of like, in hindsight, it was that this was a burnt out math teacher who was like, I'm done with, with my life right now, and I just don't want to teach math anymore. So he's like, 20 minutes of free time at the end of class. At the time, I was like, epic. Fuck yeah, we just get to hang out. And he's like, I recommend you do homework, but you can do whatever you want. So she was drawing while listening <laughs> to Phantom of the Opera, and she had the, had the weird up next mm. to her, and she had her earphones in and she was drawing and i could hear the music from the earphones and so i came up and i was like oh dude i'm gonna like talk to miranda i was like so what do you what do you do and she's like oh just drawing singing phantom of the opera you know i had never heard a single song from phantom of the opera i didn't know any of the lyrics but i could read them and so <laughs> she started singing and i started trying to sing along like to, sh to show oh, just the same no. things <laughs> oh, and i didn't know the lyrics and this was before i even learned how to sing and so she's like and a phantom of the opera i don't know i still don't know those songs and i'm like phantom of the opera <laughs> singing next to her. <laughs> like trying to keep up trying to pretend oh, like i know God. the song and she was like like giving me looks sideways so <laughs> it was very cringeworthy this is the cringiest thing of all time wow so needless to say we're married uh, now <laughs> <laughs> peter and panda oh what does great person think about that <laughs> my eighth grade crush <laughs> oh she's jealous <laughs> <laughs> no i thought about you being married you, you being married, married to, to her oh yeah i know yeah. but i mean you know it's uh it's just a paper it's just a piece of paper <laughs> a ring don't mean a thing if it ain't got that bling. Give her a blingless, blingless ring. Oh damn! Well, gosh, that that neither of those stories. I was hoping that your guys' stories would help me, but <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Evan so is actually instead, uh, either incapable of being embarrassed or just too embarrassed by the stories that are coming to mind to tell them on the podcast. Well, the thing, like the thing that I I keep thinking about that I I don't really want to talk about is like, and and it's just uncomfortable to talk about. But there have definitely been a lot of moments in the past where I've been like openly quote-unquote ironically racist on facebook you know and like that's always something like when you find that shit <laughs> as a as a like 30 year old white man who was like very you know very into just saying shocking things to get a reaction out of people when he was a younger person i mean i, I think that i i'm still not completely devoid of that but i i I really try to not be like racist or homophobic or you know any of I, I try not to be a bad man. Yeah. Um with with any of that stuff. So like that that's always embarrassing whenever I cuz you know Facebook has one of these like um or Facebook has this on this day in history oh. and it'll it'll be like 10 years ago and I'll see something that's particularly cringeworthy and I just immediately delete it because I'm like I don't want there to ever be any chance of that. So like that—that's kind of a general thing. Though it's not a, a, a distinct story. A distinct story uh, would be one time when I was younger, um, and I was—I we were visiting Kansas City. That's where I'm—I'm I'm from originally. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, um, and tech we were nine. visiting there for the holidays. <laughs> tech, tech nine, shout outs, Tech Nine. He needs it. Um, and uh, we were visiting from out of town and I was like really really sick I got really really sick um, but I didn't really this was I wasn't quite old enough to realize like hey if you're really sick you have to freaking quarantine yourself off I just was like still intermingling with all of my family members and like well, we have a big my, my, my mom has uh, five brothers and sisters and they all have kids so we have like this huge family um, and I was I was feeling sick, but I was like, ah, whatever. It's it's you know, it's probably not that big of a deal. Christmas Eve rolls around, and I am in my Aunt Teresa's house, shitting and puking at the same time for like four hours straight, like an entire. I'm just I'm just that's my bathroom now. It's just <laughs> this horrible. Thing happening like from both ends of my body and I was like oh god this is so horrible this is so horrible for me but then everybody else in my family had the exact same thing on Christmas day oh no you got uh, everyone sick because it, I got everybody like insanely sick Merry Christmas like, yeah it was yeah lots of lots of of fluids going to and fro so you were a crockett S rocket sorry on Aunt Teresa. <laughs> i was a crockett rocket then. Damn, dude. <laughs> oh god yeah merry christmas everybody merry christmas everybody. merry christmas and that's uh merry that's, christmas that's everybody. gonna be our show um that's just... the podcast thank you thank you so much for for listening to our voices oh. and our beautiful minds. I'm uh, I'm sure somebody put in a little middle promo thing explaining what you can do to support us. But while we're on the all on the horn, all honking on the horn here, yeah. uh, we got an email content lacking at gmail.com. You can send us anything at all. Yo. Uh, suggestions. If you have a list of things that we could tell stories about, that would be pretty nice. Anything at all. And yeah. 
do it. We got a tweeter. We got tweetsers over here. Co- that's Twitter. Yeah. At content lacking. We're like number o uno. I speak Spanish. Numero uno. Come on. What's our What's our uh, What's our Katy Perry index? I think it's I think it's infinitely It's pretty zero. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> And we got our first email at contactlacking at gmail.com. It comes from Boss. And it says, <laughs> Hey guys, you're doing a great job. And I just want to say, if you want to do a better job, come on into my ice cream shop. I'm going to take you on <laughs> as, a, as an, it's an agency now. I see I got sued so much, I had to change the business model. <laughs> I'm going to make you guys so much fucking money. You're not even going to know what to do with it. <laughs> We wow. got our first sponsor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah Boss's Ice Cream. Boss's Ice Cream. Uh, yeah, they're paying the bills. Boss's Ice Cream. Shout outs. Yeah. Wow. Just All right. shop that, there, that except don't, because he's a misogynist. Yeah, please don't support Bye. this terrible person. <laughs> yeah, please don't support him, but support us. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. go there and just tell him you got the code <laughs> lacking, slacking. <laughs> just go in. Go in. Don't buy any ice cream. Go to Boss's Ice Cream and just yell "content lacking." We still get paid for the advertisement. Uh, so, just yeah, please. He's got a weird business model. He gives people away as payment. It's a weird thing, but we, you know, we we need the money. We're hard up so, around oh, here. Oh yeah, we also forgot. You gotta be. You gotta be able to run really fast. So yell "content lacking" and run really, really quickly because they might try to capture you. <laughs> Yeah, he's really fast. He's almost as fast as Michelangelo. Yeah, almost, but not quite. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We mean it. We mean it. Bye-bye. So. All right. You you, want to kick this off? Welcome to Content Lacking, a show with many technical difficulties. I... (laughs) I am Peter Nathaniel Thaddeus Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher DePaulo. Oh, okay. okay. I am well Macklin uh, Theodonius Polonius Broconius Zilber. And I am eventually scrumtralescently Chromecast. Crockett. <laughs> hey, Chromecast. <laughs> Chromecast Crockett. I got Chromecast for $4.99. Best deal you're going to find anywhere on the avenue. <laughs> well, now that the nobody avenue. knows our names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... All right, I'm Evan. No, you're not. Not anymore, Chromecast. Nah, God yeah, damn Chromecast well, is I... going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad for the you know for the people who are tuning in six episodes in or whatever whatever this is, you know those those classic stragglers, um, content lacking stragglers. This is episode seven. Just for you guys who are looking at your phone right now and wondering which episode this is. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> this is episode seven. Uh, Cro- <laughs> old Chromecast Crockett. You know how he's always fucking goofing. <laughs> you know he's goofing. You know he can't he's count. He can't count worth a damn. I'm gonna actually. Uh, well, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine exactly where I am. Okay. I was thinking that I would set a boundary by closing the door. Actually, I am gonna do that. I'll be yeah, right back. this is really good radio, Evan. I mean, Carmcast. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, 
Yeah, I believe he left to go uh, to go shut a door, and uh, I know you guys are just sitting on the edge of your okay, seat. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, suspension, you've got me in suspension, Evan. You said uh, you said. Uh, oh, sorry, I got some feedback. Oh, you, you said uh, you had some. Uh, you had a bomb to drop on us. You had some freaking content. Uh, not lacking something oh. so good that if we listened to it, we'd actually orgasm uh, in our mm -hmm. pants. Wow. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, no pressure, man. I mean, but watch out. Now the bar has been set. This is like that scene from Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie. Did you guys ever watch that? No, there's a Howard Stern movie. Yeah, the Howard the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts, where he. Um, there's like a scene in it where he's uh, uh, where he's like on the radio. He's taking a call from this woman, and this woman is like, "I find you so sexy." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I bet I can." Meh. And then he like does something into a microphone, and she sits on a speaker, and yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're not. <laughs> this yeah. is not that kind of. Podcast. Evan, Evan, two for two, man. Like your first bit, going to go close the door. Like that one's that one was just had me rolling on the floor. And then number two, <laughs> that... describing a scene in a movie from like two thousand and one. Jeez, man. Jeez. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Content Lacking, a show about second chances. 